from some guy you probably met on the internet. It's the Casey Lewis Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Casey Lewis Podcast. This is the show that talks about you, your money, your relationships, and your dreams, and how all of that stuff works together for you to go do some pretty awesome stuff. I'm your host, Casey Lewis, and this is episode number one. That's right. I'm finally doing a podcast. I know I'm jumping on a bandwagon with everybody else, but come on guys. Seriously, it's a podcast. I get to talk to you through the internets every week. So this is going to be a lot of fun and we'll go ahead and keep the name talk real short. It is the Casey Lewis podcast, not because I'm narcissistic. It's just because I'm really not that creative. And so what we're going to do is we're going to talk about things on this podcast that are either articles from my blog or things that I'm seeing out in the financial world, but ultimately we're going to talk about you and the things that you can do to get better with money so that you can have some and so that that money that you have, you can put it towards your dreams and you can go chase after that dream job that you have or that awesome vacation that you want to take or do some really, really awesome stuff in the world. So that's what we're going to do with this podcast, and I look forward to delivering it to you in your inbox once a week. That is my commitment to you. As part of the show, we're going to do segments. I have several. I want to hear more from you, and we'll talk about that here in a little bit, but our first segment of the show is Ask Me Anything. So I went on the internets the other day, and I asked people on Facebook. And I said, "Hey Facebookers, if you could ask me any money question related to insurance or careers or money or whatever you want to ask me, what would it be?" And so several of you wrote in to me and here's a couple of my favorites. First one is, "Is there ever a situation where leasing a vehicle is okay?" And you know, I think that's a great question. It's kind of weird to ask on a podcast because this is a brand new show. You may not have heard my advice on this before. So we'll start with why the question in the first place. Because there's three ways to pay for a car. You can either buy it with cash, you can finance it on a loan, or you can lease a vehicle. And advice skews one way or the other. Some people say leasing's the way to go. Some pay, people say pay cash. Some people say finance. Some people say you never finance a vehicle because you don't. it's a depreciating asset and blah, 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 blah. And those people usually have a bunch of theory and they're broke. The reality is leasing a car is one of the cheapest ways that you can buy a new car once every three years. Yeah, that's right. Leasing a car is one of the cheapest ways if you have to own and have the plush, nice new car smell at least once every three years. Any longer than three years, it becomes pretty expensive. Shorter than three years, it's usually a little more expensive. Financing a car to buy a car is much less expensive than leasing because the idea with a lease is that You have the value of the car, and so if it's a Honda or a Toyota or a Nissan or an import or a luxury car, they usually have really good lease rates. And what that is, is a lease takes the value of the car and it predicts what the value will be three years from now. 
or whatever the term of the lease is. If it's a two-year lease, two years, three-year lease, three years. But they're going to predict what the value of that car is going to be in three years. And so if you have a $20,000 car today and the lease company says that it's going to be worth $10,000 three years from now, then you're just going to pay that depreciated amount, the $10,000, plus a little bit of interest in the form of a money factor. It's just called, it's rent. And you're just renting that car. It doesn't belong to you. It is the lease company's. Now, in three years, you have a couple of options. You can trade that car in and get a new car with a new payment and start the whole process over again. You can finance that car with a loan, and so you go and just get a traditional loan, or you can write a check and pay for it. And I guess there is one other option. You could just turn in the car. If you stuck with the miles that they said that you had to drive within and do all that, you could just turn in the car. And so leasing a vehicle is actually a fairly inexpensive way to pay for a new car once every three years if you have to have a brand new car. But let's talk about brand new cars for a second. Remember, they depreciate like a rock. We're talking about something that's going to lose 50% of its value in three years, 30% of its value within the first 18 months. You could purchase with cash the same used car or the same car three years later as it's used for $10,000. It's a much more efficient way for us to manage our money, don't you think? So is there ever a situation where leasing a vehicle is okay? In my opinion, no. Because you pay too much of your hard-earned money that you go to work every morning and sit in that three-hour commute and you drive home and you... No. No, it's not okay to lease a vehicle. Find something that you can afford to pay cash for. Save the payment. Sell that car put your savings with it, go buy you a nicer car, and do that a couple of times, that's okay. That's the way to buy a car. Got another question that came in that said, my husband and I are both 30 years old and contribute to two separate IRAs, $50 each month. Is that too little? And how much should we be putting in? Is there an amount or a percentage you recommend? That is a fantastic question. Now, let's start before that, because if you have an IRA, that means you're planning for retirement and you're doing a responsible thing and you're you're looking toward the future, which is something that we do with money and it's a good way to save. But if you're in debt, I don't want you saving for retirement. So first thing we've got to make sure is that you don't have any consumer debts. That's credit cards, student loans, car payments. After that, we've got to make sure that you have some savings in an emer- in case of an emergency because we'd hate for you to save for retirement and then the water pump on your car break or your house flood, which we had it happen at the Lewis house here recently. We'd hate for you to have an emergency pop up and then have to go get the cash out of your retirement account. And if you had to do that when the market was down, you would lose money and it would be a whole big, terrible mess. So that's the first part of this question is, when do I start saving for retirement? Not necessarily how much. 
Now from there, at 30 years old, you're saving $100 each a month. That's $1,200 a year into IRAs. At 30 years old, yeah, it's probably a decent starting point, but it's really not that much. It's going to cost you a lot more than that in retirement. So what we need to figure out is how much we start saving for retirement. And you're doing the right thing, putting it into an IRA. I would recommend that you put it into the Roth IRA more specifically than the traditional because the Roth IRA, you will pay taxes on that money this year, but you will not pay taxes on it or the earnings on that money when you retire. And so it's going to have for you guys 35 years of tax-free growth. And in the Roth IRA, you can contribute up to $5,500 per year per earned income. And so you guys could put up to $11,000 into that account. So that's a lot more than $50 a month. So I think there's a there's a good balance. And it needs to be somewhere between 10 and 15% of your gross monthly income needs to be going into these retirement accounts. No more than 15% no less than 10%. You find a happy medium between the two when you're 30 years old. But I think that would be a better gauge than just a flat rate. And if you can get up to the 5,500 a year, max that sucker out. Because 5,500 a year, let me get my little fancy calculator out here. $5,500 a year times two, because you have two earned incomes in your house. And at 30 years old, if you invested that, it's about $916 a month. And you invested that into growth stock mutual funds and into real estate, into just investing, and you average 10% over that time period. By the time you were 65 years old, 35 years from now, you would have $3.2 million tax-free. So that's a little more than the $50 a month that you're doing now. But anywhere in the 10 to 15% range is going to be just fine. If you can afford to max those things out, make sure you're maxing them out. That's going to do it for this week's Ask Me Anything segment. If you would like to ask me anything, head over to the website, casey-lewis.com. Click on the podcast page and you can ask me anything. Coming up next, we'll have some cool stuff from the blog and, of course, the joke of the day. I'm so frustrated, everything's changing And nothing makes sense What am I doing? Am I only moving To places I've been Oh, oh, oh this is war I want to give up and I want more Which side am I really fighting for? I feel 
inside my own head Life is holy So I pick up the pieces And use what is left Oh, oh this is a war So I'm gonna fight It's worth fighting for But I can't make you fight for That was my friend Brittany Barbera. You definitely should check her out on iTunes. And as part of this show, I want to give a platform to up-and-coming artists. So if you've got some pretty sweet jams that you think everybody needs to hear, get in touch with me. Let's uh, let's see what we can do to get those on the show. All right, now it's time for us to head over to the blog, where I've got an article I wrote last year, and you've probably seen this pop up a bunch lately. It happens every year in December and in January, and it's this great idea for saving money. You may know it as the 52-week savings plan, and the idea is pretty simple. It's that on the first week of the year, you're going to save $1, and on the second week, you'll save 2 and on the 10th week, you'll save 10 and you'll continue this throughout the year, and on week 40, you're going to save 40 and on the last week of the year, you'll have $1,378. So it's hard to argue with that math, and if you follow the plan exactly, then you will have saved that exact amount. But that's kind of the problem. I don't think it's possible to save exactly in that method. Now, I'm not one to criticize anybody for wanting to save money. So if you think this 52-week plan is the way to go, then go for it. While the math works out on this plan, I don't think in practice it works very well. I think you're going to get to August or September and you'll quit. It takes too long to save too little money. And at the end of this plan, things start to get tough. So let's take a look at the plan and what it looks like. And then I can provide you with an alternative. So this plan, if we lay it out by instead of by week, and we look at it by month, in January, you're going to save 15 whole dollars. All 15 of them. In February, you'll double it and it'll be 30. In March, it'll be 46. In April, it'll be 80. In May, it'll be 82. 
In June, it'll be $98. In July, it's $114 that you need to save. In August, it's $165. In September, it's $150. In October, it's $210. In November, it's $186. In December, it's $202. The plan sounds great on paper. And in January, it's pretty easy for you to come up with that $15. But if you follow the plan exactly, you're saving $913 or 66% of this total goal. And you're doing that in the final five months of the year. You're doing that in August through December. And so what's happening during August through December? There's back to school shopping and kids sports and winter closing coats and school pictures and Christmas. And if you were to look at your budget and your spending, these months are your most expensive months. So in order to follow this plan exactly, you've got to pack on the majority of your savings during this time of the year. It's just not going to work. You're going to get to August with only $465 saved, and you're going to quit. It'd be better for you if you if your goal is $1,378. Just divide that by 52. It's $26.50 every week all year. It's the same thing. It just spreads your savings out consistently for the whole year, which is a better way to save anyway. But the impracticality of the plan is kind of my first issue. The second is that this is designed to encourage people to begin saving, to start saving money. So that would mean that these people don't have much, if anything, saved already. So if that's the case, then this entire year to just save $1,378 is a joke. Most families need more than this in an emergency account, and you can't wait an entire year to get it. Here's some tips that are going to help you save some money. First, go shop your home and auto insurance rates. If you're in debt, stop your 401k contributions so that you can increase your take-home pay. Buy a term life insurance policy and cash out that whole life policy that you have. Go ahead and have a garage sale. All that stuff in your house, all the stuff you haven't used in six months, have a garage sale. Throw it on Craigslist. Go and pick up some overtime hours at work. Take a part-time job like delivering pizzas or cleaning houses or fixing fences. You can Maybe, maybe you've got a skill. Start a little freelance business. Sure, this way is probably going to take a little bit more work. The results aren't are going to come immediately from this. We're not going to wait an entire year to save so little. I think people buy into this plan because it sounds easy and they are looking for a quick and easy fix. And here's the reality. Saving money is hard. You have to make it a commitment. So that's why the 52-week plan doesn't work. It's why I don't like it. I think you can save three times that amount of money in about six to eight weeks if you need to start saving money. So try my plan. Go ahead and throw away your 52-week plan. All right, and up next, it is time for the joke of the day. That's right. We're going to tell jokes here. And here to help me out is my six-year-old, Aiden. Aiden, say hello to the people. Anything you want to tell him? Nope, he's just going to be shy. All right, Aiden, 
I need your help with this joke. I'm going to tell it to you, okay? Okay. Why do bears have hairy coats? I don't know. Fur protection. (laughs) Thanks, buddy. I appreciate the laugh. Wow. And just like that, episode one is done. Hey, I do have a question for you, and it is this. I've got a bunch of fun segments planned. We're going to do some fun things, and uh, I want to know what you want to know. So if you uh, if you have any ideas for segments or anything that we need to be working on, hit me up at Lewis on Twitter or on the podcast episode page at Casey-Lewis.com. I would love to hear from you. Also, if you enjoyed this show, head over to iTunes and give me a rating of four or five stars. Please don't give me a two. If you if you think it's a two, just stay out of iTunes. And if you really, really liked the show and you want to help me create even better content, head over to patreon.com slash Casey N. Lewis. The N stands for ninja. And here's the deal. I am recording this in my master bedroom closet because the acoustics are phenomenal for recording a podcast but I can create some better content if uh, if I know that you guys really really like the show and are willing to support it so head over to patreon.com slash Casey in Lewis or you can get all the links on the podcast episode page at Casey-Lewis.com well, with that I'm going to wrap up episode number one it's been fun hanging out with you guys I'm Casey Lewis have a great week 